congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerd, Jessica Butcher. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. Man, Sunday mornings are harsh. What? You are not a morning person. I'm not an evening person either. <laughs> Just hardly a person. <laughs> on some real levels. Especially Sunday morning. There's something about Sunday morning that getting out of bed and actually leaving my house feels like punishment. Mm-hmm. I'm not a churchgoer, so, you know, the whole idea of leaving my house on a Sunday is foreign. You just stayed up entirely too late last night to have to get up and do something. I kind of just feel like it's Monday. I got here at nine. Same time I get here. Why did you get here so early? Because I locked myself out of my damn bank account and I had to come call to get my, well, I just forgot my password. And so I guess if you try it three times, it like locked my username up. (laughs) So I had to like call the bank and be like, hey, can you like let me reset my password? And you can call the bank from your cell phone? Well, I could, but they I don't, they always ask me for like your routing number or like oh. like to, to and verify your stuff, yeah. and I just wanted to be able to like sit down and look at my computer. Ah, uh, yes, I hear you. It's really hard to do that when your phone is what you're using for your computer. <laughs> yeah. So I have a summer cold. It sucks. I have I went through winter without getting a cold or a flu. And now I like it's July, the end of July, and I'm over here like coughing. I have had a fever for like five days. But the best thing to come out of it was yesterday, like me and Travis decided to be completely lazy, mm-hmm. but I read an entire book from start to finish. Whoa! All right, which all right. I've never, I don't think I've ever actually done that. And usually like I can't home. sit still that long. Oh man, I love it. It's like the best feeling ever to just sit and just read all day long. Travis was just laughing at me because I was really excited. When at like four o'clock, I was like, I finished. (laughs) And I started it at like nine, but we had gone to breakfast and stuff. So I was just like, this is awesome. Wish I could do this every week. (laughs) Yeah, I know. See, that's why I read so much because I don't watch TV a whole lot. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I, I mean, I can listen to... A book, if it's, you know, a 10, 11 hour book in a day and a half. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, easy to get through a lot of books in one week if you're not watching TV all the time. Or Netflix. I mean, I did watch a little bit of Netflix yesterday. Mm-hmm. Netflix is the best. Travis watched, I think, three movies while I was reading. What a slug. He <laughs> needs to read more. You tell He's him I said that. A video game, too. Uh Video games and TV. Rot your brain, Travis. <laughs> Bonnie's sick today. She's got the stomach bug. Yuck. I'm glad I don't have that. I know. that That is the worst. It's the worst to have the stomach bug for sure. Ugh. There's something about this time of year where getting sick feels like double okay. punishment. Yeah, especially is... when you have a fever and then you have to walk outside into 90 degree weather. Ooh. Look. I get strep. This is the first year I haven't gotten strep throat over the summer. And Quick, like, touch wood. <laughs> or knock on wood, depending on which area of the country you happen to be from. Touch wood. Touch wood. They touch actually. Wood. Oh, God, that sounded bad, didn't it? <laughs> Just a tad. Freezing. I think that's a British thing. 
You know how everything they say, it's like, oh, look at this lovely pot plant. They actually mean a plant in a pot. Mm-hmm. Not marijuana. Not. Mm-hmm. Garrett's laughing. He thinks that's funny. It actually is a thing. And if they talk about their garden, they're not talking about their garden. They're talking about their lawn. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's weird. just, yeah. My garden. Yeah. I mean, the well, they usually, square of grass. Most of them don't really just have a lawn. It is a garden. Like, kind of. Well, my friend Joe, who's British... Um, I met her when I was in Houston, and uh, our husbands both worked for the same company. And when we met, we were talking. She said, I just have a lovely garden. And I said, oh, I love to garden. And then I went to her house, and there's no garden. So that was really the first time I came in contact with that. I mean, she had some flowers and a lawn. Mm -hmm. A big backyard. It's kind of like backyard, front yard. But they have a garden instead of... A backyard. Right, right, huh. exactly. And it just For feels those really... Manners. Yes, it feels really odd to have that... Because you picture like a... Exactly. A garden. So like when I'm picturing a pot plant, I'm picturing a pot plant. Weed. And they're like, oh, look at this lovely pot plant. We have Brits listening, so I'm sure they're thinking we're hilarious when we talk about weird stuff. I don't know what that would be. We say all kinds of weird shit. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not surprised. They've said, like, English is one of the toughest languages to learn. It's because we have so many nuances. Well. So many words that mean the same thing, I bet. There, there, they are. Plus, there, there, there. And just, like, learning all of that stuff. But we yeah. also do have, like, weird, like, our phrases. True. Are very weird. Well, they have weird phrases, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, the British slang is, like, um... There's there's a particular British slang that's based on things that rhyme, mm-hmm. where stairs is like apples and pears. I know. It's just super bizarre. They've got all these really weird associations based on rhymes. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to hear from some of our British listeners to tell us all about that weird British My Spanish slang. professor says that English is the worst language ever. And he's Spanish? He says that Spanish or he says that English is the worst language ever. The only thing that we got right was taking out the feminine and masculine words. Which I hate. Like Yes, exactly. If you're trying, trying to, to learn a language. Trying French to learn out Spanish. And yeah. Spanish is very similar. Yeah, because some of them that. are like it's really easy if they end an O or A, but then you have the exceptions, like all languages have exceptions. So I would tough. think Chinese would probably be the worst. Well, or Russian, because yeah. the alphabet is completely different. Mm-hmm. They can't mm-hmm. tell me that Russian is easier than more, English. I think it's based more off of Latin than ours is, and Latin is very simplified, except for the masculine and feminine. Hmm. But it's like when you're trying to form a sentence in a different language, you're like, I don't know what... I don't know if pizza's a male or female. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> yep. It's a noun. It's, it's a thing. male or a female. <laughs> yep. and by the way, in French, it is female. But how do you know? Because actually most things are really male. And you really can't check it for sex. Yeah. You can't, you know, yeah. lift up its, its tail. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Spanish is just yeah. Yeah. very similar. There's a lot of them where you're just like, I'm shot in the dark here. <laughs> I don't know. It's like those things you just have to memorize, and they're like certain words that have different connotations, and they don't translate the same. Like, you need more things to memorize. Mm-hmm. Cripes. You know what? I This last couple of days, I got lost again in Goodreads. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I started out, you know, and I entered a bunch of books, but it, I just find it exhausting to put all that in. 
because I didn't start at the beginning of my reading life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to enter 10,000 books to get up to where you're current. You don't have to. Yeah, but I feel like I'm you're like missing something if I'm not going to enter <laughs> all of them. Missing a part of myself. Exactly. So I kind of fell into that rabbit hole over the weekend. I noticed because yes. I get e- like it'll Goodreads will email you when people update their lists, and then it's literally my <laughs> Gmail. Hold on, I'm going to read it to you. <laughs> that is so funny. Which is. It, Thank God they only send like one email, but <laughs> Martha Steele added twelve hundred books. Actually, I think I only added like sixty, but still. Updates wow. from Martha. Hi, in in shaded because that's my Goodreads name. Uh, you have thirty updates from your friends, but it's all Martha. <laughs> Martha rated a book. Martha rated a book. Martha rated a book. Martha added twenty-seven books. Yikes! But then it. But it, I got. Like a couple of those, and I was like, okay, well, I know it. Oh, you have 162 updates from Martha. Yeah, that's what I did. Yikes. I fell into the rabbit hole of Goodreads. I spent two and a half hours watching video lectures yesterday, so. Ew. I would rather be falling into the rabbit hole of Goodreads. Well, I, the cool thing is, though, I figured out a way to. Um, I put it, I changed my profile picture to three book girls mm-hmm. I mean I've still got my same name mm-hmm. but I changed it and then so that if people are looking for me it'll be easier to find that like if they want to follow me on Goodreads well if you're listening and you want to follow Martha on Goodreads you can also just search for Martha Steele S-T-E-E-L-E well, yeah, and it'll that. pull up there's that mm-hmm. and then I went in and added uh, on my reviews for my full review of this book, you know, on the ones that mm-hmm. I actually put, the the reviews I put in that I've already reviewed on this program, so that's kind of... They have an app, too, and, like, if you ever get really bored, you can, like, scan all of the books on your bookshelf you've read. What? Mm-hmm. And you just scan it, and it'll put it on your list for you. Man, so. technology is so boss. Or if you're, like, at the... Is boss a good word to use? If boss. you're at, like, half-price books and you want to put something on your list to read you can uh-huh. scan it and just, it'll just put it in there for you i guess i need to make a good reads i don't have one yeah you it's do fine. i use it but i my favorite thing is because it'll track like how many books i've read and well I, I figured that would be a good way for me to keep track of my goal mm-hmm. and then i, I mean i've still got my little book that i have in my purse but at the end of the year it'll tell you like how many words you've read and how many pages mm-hmm. and like how many books That's total neat. and it's kind of just i don't know i think it's fun Huh. I just keep track. I have like a journal and I The drew, book journal, yeah. Well, I drew like little in my like big journal, like a Oh, your regular regular journal. I drew like I used to keep one of those. I drew like shelves. And <laughs> I draw a little book and put the title. Oh, isn't that special? <laughs> yeah, except I haven't updated it. Is it cold in here to you? No. But I also have a fever, so if I need to turn it up, let me Holy crap, everybody is sick. What the hell? I brought a sweater cuz it's always I feel much here. better though. I feel sick. Here. You know what this is? This is a Clorox wipe. We should probably do that after I Well, leave. yeah, that too, but you're making me nervous. <laughs> she okay, just can put you a, still hear me, Martha? She just poured a Clorox wipe over top of the microphone. Yeah, now, you better take that off. We might get a short. <laughs> That's oh, no. funny. No way. Everybody's ill. I'm Poor ill. Martha. I'm ill, but in a different way. 
<laughs> it's not my fault. Travis got me sick. Travis, you ass. It's also his birthday. Oh. So happy tell him happy birthday. Happy birthday, Travis, you ass. <laughs> Love you. Garrett's was Wednesday. Happy birthday, Garrett. Happy birthday, Garrett. I, uh, what? We can't hear you. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, he refuses to, you know, since Vonnie's sick, when we're in the elevator on the way up here, I said, Garrett, are you ready to go on the air? He's like, <laughs> no, I haven't found the perfect book yet. <laughs> I, felt, I felt felt bad because I like woke up really early so we could, I could come up here. But I woke Travis up and was like, your birthday present is on your desk. And then instead of sleeping in, he actually got up when I left and opened it. <laughs> was he happy? Yeah, he texted me. Well, he's been wanting to get scuba dive certified. Oh, that's cool. You know, Copeland. Yeah, one of the it. guys we work with is a certified scuba dive uh, dude. So I talked to him and I just made Travis his little certificate so we could both go get certified with Brad. That is so awesome. Fun. Sorry, Garrett, my gift is not nearly as cool, but he's already scuba certified. <laughs> Well, I suck at giving gifts, by the way, and so this is probably like, this probably makes up for the six years of me dating Travis, like, <laughs> and giving him really shitty gifts. Yeah, like I really do suck at getting people gifts because I'm always so nervous about about what you're gonna give them. Oh yeah, yeah and if they're gonna like it, or, like even this, I was like, I don't know if he's actually gonna, he's gonna be like, great. I don't actually have a present like in my hands. Ah, uh, well, the older you get, the less important it is to have a present in your hands. Yeah, mm-hmm. I suck at giving gifts because I never wrap them and mm-hmm. I never remember the card. I'm just like, here, have this present. I just, yep. I don't know what I it the is. Same thing. I have a blockage when it comes to the actual preparation yeah. of the gift. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea how to give him scuba diving certification because he's, uh, Brad said they make gift cards, mm-hmm. but he said it's just better to just go pay for it when after you tell Travis about it because so he can pick the dates and everything. Right. Okay. So then I was like, I have no idea how to like. So I found a picture of us snorkeling in Mexico, and like I on the back of it, I wrote his present, and I just taped the picture onto his computer. Well, that's cool. He didn't really have anything to unwrap, or (laughs) you know, well maybe you should go buy a um, skimpy outfit on your way home and say, "Unwrap this, baby." That would be with, a nightmare. Yeah, with her sniffles and fever. Let me just no thanks. stop breathing for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I got Garrett like four movies and a painting that I painted, which is super late. What are you, 12? Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Here's a macaroni artwork that I made at school today, Garrett. Yeah, and you showed us pictures you've painted before, and they were pretty good. Yeah. So well, show awesome. us a picture. We well, got... I painted uh, Fry and Leela. I think I showed it to you. Before. Oh, that's right! I totally dig that. That's, <laughs> that is totally awesome. I really need to paint you a bender, but I haven't done it yet. God, I bender <laughs> so much. Speaking of painting, remind me, um, I want you to check with Garrett's mom and find out what that machine is that she has. I want one. It's a brother scanning cut. And it does vinyl? Mm-hmm. Cool. You can also try Cricket. Cricket. It's like a cricket. Because I want to make us some shirts for our thing. For the cricket, if you, depending on when you want to buy it, like Amazon had it on their Prime Day. It well, was. All, I, I totally miss Prime. Did anybody? It I sucked. It, it sucked. Too. Prime Day sucks. I'm just telling it like it really does. The only cool thing about Prime Day was, you know, all the uh, Kindle first books. Yeah. That You could download all of them for free on Prime Day. You know what? I am totally pissed off because 
The only way that I communicate with Amazon is through my email. Mm -hmm. And because I'd just gotten back from vacation, I hadn't caught up Mm -hmm. on all my emails. I found out about Prime Day Mm -hmm. after it was over. So I searched Prime Day for like, because it's like a day and a half, right? Well, I kept looking for stuff I would want. You know what I ended up buying? Hmm. Greenies for my dogs. Greenies. Oh, that, were, that makes my dog poop. Like, oh, well, gross. Did, All right, so good. But <laughs> razors for shaving, because they were super, they were like $5, and normally they're, it was like six of them. Normally oh. they're like 20 at Walmart for like wow. the nice ones. Yeah, the nice ones. You got to have nice ones. And then something else. Oh, uh, carpet cleaner was really cheap. <laughs> Like half, it, yeah. Those are the only three things that I felt it was actually worthwhile purchasing. And the, like all three things I would use, but Not there's anything. nothing interesting on there really. Well, unless get, you want like a ring doorbell. They were $50 off. A ring doorbell? Like the door, uh, like the ring, like with the camera on it. So when, when it, it's called oh, ring. Oh, that's cool. You know what I'm talking about? I would like, I would like something like that where it was a motion sensor. Mm-hmm. It is. The ring doorbell is a... It, it, uh, so you wouldn't have to ring it in order mm-hmm. for it to work. It'll just start recording and then what? it'll send a notification to your phone <gasps> and you can check it. It's kind of creepy depending on who uses it. But you can also do indoor, like on the same system, indoor cameras and all that stuff. Yep. I think that's what uh, the people I house sit for have. I ha- The first time I ever house sat for them, I went over there and they had left me instructions for how to like work Netflix and stuff like that. And I couldn't get the TV to turn on. And I'm like sitting there kind of struggling with it. And then she starts calling me and she's oh like, Oh hey, my God, that is I so freaking creepy. I can walk you through it. And I was like, Jesus. Thank H. you. But uh, I see creepy. you're sitting on my couch with your mm-hmm. pants undone. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God. So that is just note too to creepy. self, make sure you're fully clothed. And <laughs> don't do anything that, I don't know, that they wouldn't do. Oh, which, see, I kind of like, I really do want a security system like with cameras that I can look at on my phone but that is like I don't know because I I have friends too that have the ring system or like another system like that and they'll talk about like they'll just check their cameras inside and they only have them like in the living room or whatever Mm -hmm. but they use it for their dogs but sometimes like the guy will be like walking around without clothes on or something and she'll see it but just like hilarious no thank you yeah it was probably it was kind of weird it kind of makes me wonder who else can look at that yeah you know let's oh let's hack into our neighbor's house i know they have a ring well yeah creepy walking around your underwear super creepy but i think amazon bought ring didn't they Hmm. it wasn't that creepy because i've known them for like my whole life so it wasn't as weird but it was still kind of like, okay. I find that really super weird. <laughs> that they were looking at you the moment you were in there getting ready to watch Netflix. Come on now. You can't tell me that's a, not a little creepy. Oh, yeah. No, it was weird. I had to look. <laughs> and then from then on, I was like, I'm going to sit with really perfect posture on the couch. <laughs> and um, <sighs> make sure that I have on decently looking clothes because mm-hmm. people are watching me. Yeah. And then you're like sitting there watching TV and you just keep looking at the camera because you're like, <laughs> hi. It's like that bit from Friends where you, you can see Ross from Monica and Chandler's apartment and they're like, Ross is doing his watching TV bit. That's what I felt like. Oh I was my just gosh. Like, what was the other thing? I was, oh, I found this. Um, I found this new Facebook group that I really like. It's called the Bookaholic Cafe. Mm-hmm. That's really cool mm-hmm. because people are constantly on there asking for recommendations so it's cool because you get to see 
what people are. You guys should join that one. It's a really good group. Okay. I don't know how I came across that. Just kind of randomly saw it pop up somewhere and went, oh, this looks cool. And hopped on in there and started, because you're not thinking about all the books you've read. Then if somebody says, I am in a book slump, this one person today said, I'm in a book slump. I've read all of these really serious books. And now I need What should I read next? And it's like... A palate cleanser. Yeah, exactly. So I got on there and suggested The Assistance, which is funny. All right. I suppose we could go to books now, huh? Books? Anyone? Books? 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 We have to go in order now because, you know, we figured this out. So we go from left to right from my perspective, Jessica. So that means you have to go first. (laughs) Okay. So I read The House with a Clock in Its Walls by John Belair, which is um, like a YA kind of kids book. I picked it up because I saw that they're making a movie out of it with Jack Black. Ooh, I love (laughs) love Jack Jack Black. It would make my life if they did a version of this where Jack Black was the narrator, because I think that would just An be... An audiobook? Yes, would be oh. epic. But it's really short. It's really great for kids if you have a kid that is into reading or something you want to read to your kids. I really, I really, I enjoyed it. It was kind of like a fun little read since I've been so bogged down with schoolwork. It was kind of fun to read So you book. needed a palate cleanser. Children's books yeah. can be fun for palate cleansers. Yeah, because pretty much all I've had time to read is my Psych of Leadership textbook lately, so... <laughs> Psych of leadership? Yeah, it's all as awful as it sounds. <laughs> Anyways. But so it starts with the main character's name is Lewis and he is newly an orphan. And he moves in with his uncle Jonathan in New Zebedee, Michigan. Where? New Zebedee. I Is that a real place? I, I have no idea. I really need to look it up. Nicole. <laughs> Do you know how to spell this? Z E B E D E E. What what state again? Michigan. Zebedee, Michigan. Yeah. Wait. Real place. Wait. Yeah. Interesting. So he moves in with his uncle Jonathan, and he moves into this house that has all of these clocks just everywhere. It's kind of weird because are they all ticking at the same time? I don't think they're all ticking at the same time. I think they all tick kind of at different times. And then like when the what a cacophony of clocks. Yep, and it's good word. That's a buzzword. I feel like cacophony. But it's appropriate if you've ever been in a room full of clocks. Yeah, that are on time, and then they all go off on the hour. Yeah, I would hate that. So I would be. I wouldn't sleep a wink in a house like that. That's kind of the problem. <laughs> but um, so he finds out, or his uncle Jonathan tells him that he's he's a, a warlock, a mediocre warlock, and that their next door neighbor, who is Uncle Jonathan's best friend, Mrs. Zimmerman, is a witch, and they are living in a house that was previously owned by people named. Isaac and Selena Izzard, who were also warlocks, but that they dealt in black magic. Izzards the wizards? Izzards the wizards. Yeah, I thought that was pretty great, too. <laughs> and um, the reason that he's put all these clocks in the, in the house is to drown out the sound of this clock that's in the house's walls that was put there by these dark magicians that lived there before. They don't know what it's for. They just know that it's bad. <laughs> and it'll, like... It starts speeding up. It's like a wizard bomb, I mm-hmm. bet. Huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. Something like that. And um, <clears throat> they don't know. They just know that they have both passed and they left this clock in the walls. I but... would freaking move immediately. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I suppose when you're a kid, you can't really do anything about it. <laughs> Definitely not. 
And so uh, Lewis is kind of the pudgy outcast kid and he's new to town so he doesn't have any friends. And he makes friends with this athletic kid named Tarby who has a broken arm so he can't play baseball with the other kids. So he hangs out with Lewis until he can hang out with his cool friends again. Which lovely sucks. Mm-hmm. Rude. Mm-hmm. And uh, to keep, so as Tarby starts getting better, Lewis like looks for ways to impress them to make him want to stay his friend. Which shot to the heart, maybe oh. a little sad. <laughs> but so he tells him about Uncle Jonathan and has Uncle Jonathan do some magic. And then Tarby was like, "Well, what el- what else can you do? Can you do anything?" So he starts messing around with some books. And decides he's going to try to raise the dead. Oh. Not that anything could go wrong with that scenario. Yeah. So on Halloween night, of course. Of course. He, or Lewis, attempts to raise the dead and he brings back the spirit of Selena Izzard. And then they have to fight her to keep her, the spirit from carrying out her husband's evil plan. Very good. It's a really quick, short little book. Great. I think there are parts of it that are just really, really funny. And I think the movie's probably going to be really good. Especially if Jack Black is involved. It's got Jack Black. He has a um, way better evil laugh than me. Oh, yeah. And, well, he plays Uncle Jonathan. Oh, okay. So kind of goofy Uncle Jonathan, which I think is also a good fit. But definitely would recommend it if you have some younger people that like to read or that you're trying to get them to like to read definitely yeah that's always good kids yes sometimes it's nice to have a few recommendations on this program for those of us who are mothers Mm -hmm. or you know if you have little nieces and nephews i usually will read to nieces and nephews when i go on my trip to wyoming which is coming up we're going to be doing some more vacation episodes so i i like to bond with my nieces in that way Read read some books out loud. How long is this again? I think it was only like four and a half hours on audio, so it's not very long. Ooh, I might be able to pull that off in a few days of visiting, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely enjoyed it. I can't remember who they had cast as Mrs. Zim- Mrs. Zimmerman, but I remember thinking that it was. It's probably going to be pretty good. I think it's going to go with the book pretty well. Sweet. And so. because it's short, they can't screw it up too much, right? This is true. <laughs> That's the one thing I hate about the adaptation yep. movement is that if you have a nice long meaty book and then you try to turn it into a two hour movie, it totally bites. Like Ready Player One. Yeah. Before we move on, why don't we do title and artist of your oh. book again? Uh, the House with the Clock in Its Walls by John Belairs. John what? B-E-L-L-A-I-R-S. Belairs. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> Probably really butchered that one. Make the okay. pronunciation up as we go along. We all do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, Miss Nick Nick, you're going to do the one you interviewed? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Ooh. Ooh, Nicole did an interview. I did. I interviewed an author, um, and she wrote America for Beginners, which... No joke is gonna probably gonna be one of my favorite books that I've read all year, huh. um, just because it the entire story. I don't know. We read a lot of like, obviously, especially us read so many books. We read mysteries and kids books, but uh, there aren't a whole lot of books, at least that I've been reading lately, that kind of have a moral at the end of the story or 
that you really feel like you take something away from right, long right. term. Mm-hmm. And this book did have that. Um, but essentially, it's about a, Bing, a Bengali widow. Um, she's from India. Mm-hmm. And she her husband has just died. And she's kind of almost happy about it just because she felt like he was suffocating and their culture is very different and part of that culture was she was just expected to be a wife um so she didn't get to have a career or you know do anything just stay home and cook had to do no she had a she had maids but she felt like her her maids were almost in charge of her because she couldn't serve herself tea or... Ew. Yikes. You know, like, she, she didn't know how to cook, all of this stuff. Well, her son, they had a son, and he had moved to America. Um, and not that long before her husband died, he had come out to them That's and said gay. he was gay. Mm-hmm. And her husband... Freaked out. <laughs> uh, like, pretty much excommunicated him from the family. Oh, I hate that. I hate yes. it when that happens. And so then... Uh, and this is not like this is like kind of her backstory that you get in the first chapter. And then uh, again, right before her husband dies, they get a phone call saying that their son has died. And she kind of just like breaks down and she doesn't really believe it. And she's so anyways, her husband dies. She goes through the morning process that is part of the culture and then she decides she's going to take a trip to America to find her son whether or not he's alive but she doesn't really believe he's dead she feels like if he had died she would have felt it as a mother right right and so she books this trip through this guy who pretends that he's Bengali and really he's uh, Bangladeshi which the there's a huge cultural um, which I didn't know until I read this book but like they hate each other, kind of. Sort of like Indians and Pakistanis. Uh, it's exactly like that because Bengali, or because Pakistan invaded India. Right. Well, the uh, country that they kind of took over and was taken back from Pakistan is Bangladesh. Oh. And so okay. the All right. Bengali Indians still hate the Bangladeshis because they feel like they are still Pakistani. I actually asked uh, Leah Frankie to explain that to me because I didn't, I had never heard about this before. And so she did. But anyways, so there's this guy in New York who's pretending that he is Bengali, um, even though he's Bangladeshi and all all of his employees are Bangladeshi. And she books this trip through him to travel throughout the entire United States. But she is also very, very wealthy. Okay. And so she requests, well, one, she gets a guide as part of her trip, mm-hmm. um, and she asks for him to be Bengali, but he's not. And then she also requests, um, an, like, a female escort mm-hmm. as part of being, like, proper. Um, she didn't want to be alone with a young man. And so you learn her backstory, and then you also learn about her guide, who is Bangladeshi, just immigrated to America, is really trying hard to make it. And then you learn about this girl who ends up escort- escorting them, and she's trying to be an artist in New York, or um, an actress, uh-huh. and she's having trouble making it. And uh-huh. so she takes this job for the money. Right. And then they travel through America, and it's just like this almost wholesome story of acceptance and 
uh, learning about different cultures and being open-minded and cool. it's just a really good story. That's very cool. And you learn like I didn't really know a whole lot about India or their customs. Right. Our equipment issues over the years have been kind of, you know, we we didn't know if really doing an interview was going to work. Nicole um was able to go into a different control room and and try it there and she actually got that to work so that was cool but yeah if you uh want to read more about my review or listen to my interview with leah frankie you can go to nicknick.blog and it's the first one on there and by the way leah frankie is like she was so fun she was laughing the whole time like I just wanted to go hang out with her. And I did invite her, like, if she's ever in Oklahoma City, to come be on our actual podcast. That'd be cool. And that she said be... she'd love to do it. Sweet. Definitely. That's awesome. Too fun. All right. Well, that sounds great. What What is the, um, what's the title and artist of that once more? So... It's uh, America for Beginners by Leah Frankie. It sounds like an awesome story, too. And I think that's something that really is missing in many people's lives is the idea of people who are different from you being the same as you, no matter what their personally held beliefs or preconceived notions are underneath your skin. We all have the same organs and the same heart and the same need for purpose. It sounds like she feels kind of lost because she doesn't have a, a thing that's her. She's a wife. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard to lose your identity mm-hmm. and some people lose it for different reasons. It just depends. That kind of reminds me sort of like the kite runner, how he comes to America for part of it and has Actually, to get used to the American kite. I have not read that yet, but I've always wanted to. I don't know why I've never gotten around. It's to really it. good. I've read the kite runner. Uh, I think Vonnie read it, too. She mm-hmm. did. Yeah. And A Thousand Splendid Sons is also really, really good. I tried, but, you know. Yeah, it's it's pretty heavy. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't do it. <laughs> there are parts of it where you're like, I'm going to go throw up real quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the horror of the world is something that I don't like to look at if I don't have to. I know that's kind of a pussy way to do things, but... Yeah, I kind of like, there was that one part in the power where I was like, I got to pause. I know, that that was seriously <laughs> intense. Seriously. You're like, pause, I need to breathe for a second, because, not good. <laughs> God, I hate the fact that I have to do a serious book, too, because then it's like, well, of course, yours wasn't that serious. Nope, mine's pretty lighthearted. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to review a book that was sent to us. Uh, and it's called We Begin Our Ascent by Joe Mungo Reed. And I have to admit, full disclosure here, I would not have read this book if it hadn't been sent to us. <laughs> I just would not have. It's not the kind of book that I am in the slightest bit interested in normally. But it was it was kind of nice because it's a very short book. And I took it on vacation with me because I'm rarely sitting still long enough to read actual books because I read most of my books on audio or listen if you really want to get picky. So I took it with me on vacation because I knew that I would actually read something. Mm -hmm. And it's about, well, I shouldn't say it's about bike racing, but it is. It's about bike racing. Like... Like, like motocross no, or like no, Tour de France? Like peop- yeah, like Tour de France. Okay. Um, and the main character is on a team of bike racers. 
Well, there are, there's so much that I learned about bike racing. Not that I really... I'm not a sports person at all. I'm not really interested in sports. I don't really have any kind of burning need to know about this sort of thing. So when I first started reading it, I was really bored. Just because I don't dig that kind of stuff. But as I got into it a little bit further, I began to kind of break down a little bit some of my preconceived notions about it and I, I was really interested to find out I don't know I, I just had a real hard time with the concept that somebody who's a professional athlete would be on a team of bike racers whose job it was only to support the lead racer so they're never going to win a race mm. ever oh so they're like pacers yeah they're like, their job is to be behind the guy to make his, um, uh, like, to make him go faster and to support him in, you know, like, helping him get out of the way of the other racers and all that kind of stuff. So, the, the fact that this guy's job, he's paid to do that, I, I just can't comprehend how... That would be a lifestyle you would want to lead. Yeah, because you're never. Uh, because I don't. A, I can't imagine having that kind of discipline, where you can't eat anything you want, where you're completely removed from your family during that time. You can't have sex with your spouse, even if she comes to visit. Yeah. I mean, it's just very, very rigid lifestyle. And you're never going to win. Exactly. You're, you're never going to win man, a race. I aspire to be that kind of team player because I don't know if I could. Yeah, well, th- I'm just way too selfish. I know I could never do that. I mean, I can't imagine living my life solely to support someone else's aspirations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that. I didn't relate to the character at all. But... The best part of the book was the look inside the complicated issues surrounding doping. Ooh. Yeah. Because in the beginning, this guy doesn't participate in any of this stuff. So it's interesting the way it kind of sneaks in there. And all of a sudden, you know, his, his, what, I don't know what the guy was called, his, the guy in charge of the team kind of, says, oh, well, you know, we've got this doctor that's going to come in and he's going to give you guys, you know, this, these injections that are really going to help, you know, and it's, it's all legal. It's all good. It's all, Uh you know, Uh (laughs) and they do stuff like they, they take their blood when they're like in their best health and keep it and then they'll give it back to them when they're in the middle of this grueling race because it helps them like to be stronger. Mm-hmm. Huh. So stuff like that happens. Um, and he has a wife and a small child who he's communicating with this whole time. And she ends up getting involved somehow in all of this. Oh, no. I know. It's just... I have to say that I was pleasantly surprised that I was actually able to get into it. Mm-hmm. Because it was nothing 
It had nothing that I would normally go for. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's kind of the sign of a well-written book. Something that you can actually relate to, even though there's nothing there that would normally get you. Right. Which is kind of nice, because then you're able to see a point of view that you never, ever dreamed that you'd be able to see. Because mm-hmm. if you're not an athlete, you you don't have a frame of reference for a lot of the things that are going on in this guy's head. Some of those people are like super dedicated. Did you guys, did you guys see it on the news? The guy that crashed. It was in a bike race. He, there was like a, a wall off this bridge, and he like hit a rock or something, and he fell over the wall and broke like a couple ribs. But he like got back up, got on his bike, and tried to finish. There are a few places in this book that are that have. I mean, you get some pieces of that kind of behavior in it that you just shake your head you're like cut your losses really yeah. <laughs> uh i think it'd be fascinating to read that because uh last week i saw a news story and i don't even remember what sport it was for about somebody who couldn't compete because he had iv marks because he was getting uh, vitamins injected, and I guess that's against the rules. So oh, there's a like, lot of stuff that's yeah, against the rules. I didn't rules. know that. So, yeah. just vitamins. Yeah, it talks yeah. about where they inject them, too, which so, was like, really? My friend it was an MMA fighter, and he was telling us about, you know, like, they cut weight up to, um, to like their weigh in, and then after, and then they're pretty dehydrated afterwards, so they'll like get an IV of fluids and stuff like that. But he's got his first fight in the UFC on the 7th, and you can't get like fluids they'll check your blood for plastic to see if you got an IV oh my and just gosh. like there's all kinds of crazy just regulations on things yeah. like that because they're well, considered I'm sure that it has to do a lot with the idea that being an athlete you're expected to be superhuman without any help oh, yeah. yeah I yeah I get that but in it but it is shocking like yeah because just right now in Oklahoma City uh, there's this new trend of these little offices popping up where you can go pay um, either a monthly membership or you can just do it once. But it's a, like you pay a hundred bucks and you go get an IV and they'll put, one, it's saline, but they'll also add vitamins to it. Yeah. Damn, people yeah, pay to get a needle put in? Well, and the reason for that is because there's, like me, because um, I don't absorb water correctly. So if I got oh. a stomach bug, instead of going pay, going to the ER and paying like two thousand yeah. dollars for the emergency room i can go pay a hundred bucks for the exactly what i i just need some liquid in my mm-hmm. veins so but people wow. you, you can get like i could go and they'd give me like cold and flu boosters or like yeah. just vitamins for if they have like fat uh, like all these different things it's fascinating yeah, it's interesting. Wow, I had never heard of that. What's I, that called, even? Uh, it's just IV therapy, but I even asked my like GI doctor about it, and he was like, yeah, it's not a bad idea for you to go do that once in a while. And I was wow. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, the athletes definitely are supposed to be like superhuman. He said that they can't even have ibuprofen the day of his fight. Like, they'll test that for sucks. that. <laughs> I was like, yes. I, I just, uh, yeah. The whole idea of being a superhero, it's, it's, it's a cultural thing, I, I think. think. <laughs> I'm good. It's like, what, why would you do this? I'm sure that it's the, part of it is the challenge. And you become, I know that you become addicted to exercise. Mm-hmm. Your body becomes addicted to it. But Just, can you imagine, though, like being in that situation 
you like you can pretty much you can't take any medicines you can't do any of this mm-hmm. but what if you just like go eat somewhere or something and then I don't know like so, get some poppy it. seeds in your system yeah. yep. like you have some poppy seed dressing that's mixed into that something be? that you weren't supposed to have and then all of a sudden they're like oh you're doping yep. you're out you're out mm-hmm. for good and and think about oh god I just cannot imagine how difficult that kind of a life would be oh yeah and why you would want to do it mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't relate yeah he's been so like these last two weeks so he fights the seventh he flies out for Vegas the third so he's been cutting weight for the past two weeks and his meals are like have to be eaten at a certain time they're this this and this that's all he gets for until the next meal which is like the portions just keep getting smaller so he's yep. a little hangry but just a little <laughs> well we have a MMA fighter yeah we do yeah. and if you like if, are you friends with him on Facebook yeah, yeah. so he'll E-man. post when he cuts weight and it's I, like I, I feel so bad for him sometimes but it's a horrible and it's amazing how much he can eat when he's not cutting weight yeah yeah and then you're just like yikes <laughs> yeah I, I, I don't know. I maybe, like that, maybe, I think, maybe you would have to be hangry in order to be a fighter. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I, I would. I'm I get so cranky hungry. when boom, I don't boom, have boom. my like snack every two hours. So. Yeah. <laughs> I need to beat the shit out of somebody because I'm starving. <laughs> no joke. Yeah. I just, I, I can't, I can't even imagine. Uh, and it's called We Begin Our Ascent by Joe Mungo Reed. I get real. I'm getting really angry because it's always freaking cold in my classroom. So I wear a jacket or I take a blanket with me every time. Mm-hmm. And if I have one more person be like, "Well, you wearing a sweater in the summer," <laughs> I'm going to murder somebody. I'm yeah, because like, you keep it subarctic in here, sir. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we do that. Um, you'll if you ever were to come into our place of work, you would see. There's on one side of the building. It's most of our salespeople, or a good portion of our salespeople, are women. Mm-hmm. And if you walk into the section of the building where they are, you see snuggies and blankets and desk heaters. Yeah, I blanket like I have, I have a, a blanket. blanket. I have a blanket and a desk heater. I keep a, a little in my one backpack. of those little ceramic um, heaters because our desks, the new desks on my side of the building, are marble or stone mm-hmm. granite whatever <laughs> and they're so cold mm-hmm. that I can't sit at my desk and type without just freezing to death well not only that it's like they keep it on the average of 68 degrees in here it's cold yeah and I I don't deal well with being cold mm-hmm. my hands actually turn white yeah I do that too yeah so it's like it's terrible I know yeah I was like walking down because my class is three and a half hours long so it's a summer class I'm there from noon to 3.30 so I'm like on a little break walking to the bathroom and the professor's like it's not that cold and I'm like well you've got some blubber to keep you warm (laughs) 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 sir please leave me alone stop judging me Oh, I know what else I was going to talk about. There's a, a book festival, fest. com- book fest coming up in October here. Ooh, fun. So I, I don't know how I found that, just sort of randomly. I think somebody posted about it. And so I hopped on there and started looking to find out 
you know, who was going to be there because, you know, I love the idea of being able to get some signed first editions if they're authors that I might like. So, of course, I immediately added like seven books to my TBR Mm -hmm. because I want to read these books before October. I'm reading the first one right now. Um, My TBR list is like a mile and a half long. Yeah, I think Travis is getting tired of the piles of books, like, sporadically throughout my house. Like, I literally, (laughs) I have one, like, in my dining room, in my living room, like, five in my bedroom. I started packing my suitcase for our trip that we're leaving for next week, and uh, the first thing that went in it were the books I'm taking. (laughs) I still haven't put anything else in there, except the books that I'm taking. So I'm reading this uh, book by Meg Gardner, because she's one of the people that's going to be there. Uh-huh. So I'm reading that. It's a serial ki- a serial killer novel. That podcast I listened to about serial killers gave me nightmares, so I'm having to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, seriously, I woke up not last night, it was on, like Thursday night. I had to, get, I had to work for the Friday morning. I had to be up by six, and I woke up three or four different times just like bolt upright, like, John Wayne Gacy's going to kill me. <laughs> and you live with your parents. I know. So it's like, and I have a bed next to my bed, so I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> so I wonder if they make uh, make um, PTSD drugs for book lovers. <laughs> I have PTSD. No <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, that's PTSD is not a joke, by the way. It's just... Travis makes fun of me because, like, I'll go to sleep every night watching Forensic Files. Well, not that long ago, like, two weekends ago, in the middle of the night, I woke up because my alarm, like, my alarm system was just beeping. But it wasn't, like, an alarm. But it was just going, like, beep, beep. Ah. Like someone hacked you? Out. Battery. Well, no, so, I have no idea what it was, but I was, one, I had... In the middle of sleep, I'm not thinking correctly. Right, so right. first, I thought somebody like had broke because I don't, I didn't set my alarm. So I thought somebody broke in and left a door open because if I leave like a main door open too long, it'll start beeping at me. Oh. So I have two alarms, like one in my bedroom and one in my like living room. Mm-hmm. So I go to the one in my bedroom, and I'm like trying to get it to stop beeping. It doesn't really work. And then I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to wake Travis up to go into the living room. And then finally I was just like, fuck it, I'll go out there and just get murdered. So I <laughs> go out there and I can't Bring figure it. out. And it, it won't tell me what's wrong. It's not saying like battery or like door open or anything. So finally I just like end up pressing a sideways button and it quits beeping and it hasn't beeped since. Ooh. And so I have no idea what happened. But I woke up the next morning and I had to ask Travis. Like, did that happen, or did I dream it? And he was like, no, it was really beeping. I but like, he great. didn't get up? Well, I, I was just like, great. I, apparently, I was awake and really did go and oh, sacrifice I would, myself to the mass I would be like, hey, some man you are. You didn't get up and go deal with it? <laughs> he, well, he wasn't paranoid. Like, <laughs> But still, how are you supposed to sleep if you got that beeping going on? I don't see how people can sleep through that shit. If our battery's dead, though, it's, like, even more annoying. It is bad. And it won't shut up. The batteries on our fire alarms always go off at night, like, when everybody's asleep. <laughs> They're like, beep, low battery. And you're just like, mother... <laughs> yeah, I feel like my battery is too low today. Mm-hmm. Can you hear that beeping? Beep. That's no. me on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, just chug your coffee. You'll be good. Yeah, Power I think it's time for bagels. What do you guys think? I'm done. 
All right. Well, I guess that's going to do it for Three Three Book Book Girls. Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.